Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, folks. Welcome to the podcast. A new episode is here. This is a bit of a ramble, including me going on about subjects such as uh, comments from listeners, uh, listener meetup events, robots like the English Robot series, English Robot 3000, and now 5000, the new edition, vampires leaving comments on my website, and the old topic of two taps in the bathroom. This episode of Luke's English Podcast is sponsored again by italki, just a great solution if you need to get some conversation time or one-to-one lessons with an actual human being. It's all done on Skype, so you can do it from the comfort of your own home. It's an extremely professional service. Check it out. It's a really good way to get everyday or weekly speaking into your life, which is very important for improving your general fluency and communication skills. And if you buy some talking time with italki, they will send you a voucher worth a free lesson. To get that offer, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, welcome to episode 580 of my podcast. My name is Luke. This is my podcast for learners of English. And in this episode, I'm going to have a bit of a ramble, uh, respond to a few listener comments, give a bit of general news and all that kind of thing. It's been a little while since the last uh, proper rambling episode. That was number 558, I believe. Here we are now with episode 580. I'm just sitting here in my flat on a Friday afternoon, hoping to get an episode out before the weekend. So yes, the weekend's nearly upon us. Looking forward to the weekend. Yeah. Have you got any plans? What are you doing this weekend? Maybe you're listening to this after the weekend. I don't know. Maybe it's Monday. In which case, how was your weekend? Any good memories? Can't remember. Just can't can't even rem- remember the weekend. Well, I suppose that means it was a good one then. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the recent episodes of the podcast, uh, the conversations with guests focusing on fellow English teachers from podcast lands. There was Zdenek Lucas, there was Jennifer from English Across the Pond, Ben Worthington from IELTS Podcast, so conversations with other podcasters and English teachers. Um, Also, there was my long chat with James, which has proven very popular. Uh, Lots of people loved that episode, even though James himself seemed convinced that nobody would see the value in it, as usual. Uh, And then, of course, the episodes uh, I've done recently, Dissecting Comedy, uh, the Bill Burr, Plain Story, and also Paul Chowdhury's Hilarious Routine. Plenty of people have, 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 yes, speak English, Luke. Plenty of people have asked for more of that kind of thing. And there will be more. Um, but I've always done that on the podcast, like listen to extracts of people speaking, often comedy, and then broken them down word by word for you. Uh, check the archive for all the British comedy episodes for more of that sort of thing. Uh, but anyway, how are you? How are you doing? Um, 
I expect that you are in one of a number of situations as you listen to this, unless you're in like lots of different situations all at the same time, like you're some sort of quantum superhero. I don't know if that's possible, but I imagine you're in just one of uh, these possible situations as you listen to this. So maybe you are walking down the street while listening, in which case, please watch your step as you go. Don't get distracted and accidentally fall into a hole or anything. Obviously, that would be very funny for any passers-by who'd be treated with a, a nice bit of slapstick comedy of you walking into a lamp post or something like that. But um, just for your sake, uh, do watch where you're going as you're walking. Uh, it, maybe you're on a bus, in which case, why not give a smile to the other passengers just to lighten the mood on the bus there? In fact, you could get up and just announce to everyone, hello, everyone on the bus. I hope you're having, I hope you have a really great day today. You could announce that to everyone and see what kind of reaction you get. Uh, if you're on a train, um, uh, maybe you are, maybe you're on a train, in which case, why not take a little walk down the train to see if they have one of those train cafes where you can get a coffee and maybe a chocolate muffin or something, right? I love doing that when I'm on a train. I love to go for a little walk down the train. Usually to see, yeah, if there's a place where you can get like a chocolate muffin, because obviously when you're traveling on a train, the chocolate doesn't count. Also, walking down the train is quite fun because you can kind of wobble along. You're walking down, sort of wobbling along, you know, grabbing the tops of the seats to steady you. And maybe you could sort of flirt for a moment somehow with some of the other passengers, right, as you're walking down the train. That's one of the cool things about being on a train is that sometimes there are other passengers who sort of might give you a little look like, well, well, you're on this train, I'm on this train. Like clearly God intended us to be together. And I suppose there isn't much more for us to do than just make sweet love to each other. Uh, when we've reached our destinations and agreed upon a suitable place and time, of course, because, you know, doing it on a train would be inappropriate. But anyway, all of that is out the window when you're single on a train heading for the coffee car and perhaps making eye contact with another sexy passenger. Uh, and then absolutely nothing happens and you just carry on your journey. Do you ever do that? Does that ever happen to you? Just if you're on a train or something, do you ever fall in love with another passenger without actually having any social contact with them at all whatsoever, other than maybe a couple of exchanged glances? Anyway, if you're on a train and you make a connection with another traveller who's, let's say, also listening to something, you could try asking if they're listening to Luke's English podcast, uh, maybe to break the ice. I oh, see so you're, uh, so you're listening to something there on your headphones. I said, sorry, I said, I see you're listening to something on your headphones. Are you by any chance listening to Luke's English podcast? And she goes, yes, in fact, that's exactly what I'm listening to. And then it could be the beginning of something beautiful, couldn't it? Um, so try asking if they're listening to Luke's English podcast. It would certainly give you both the perfect starting point to build the rest of your lives upon. Ha ha ha. No, really, imagine that. Actually, I'm pretty sure that there is at least one couple out there together now because of this podcast i'm pretty sure so let's make sure this continues to happen let's make the world a better place people um and what i'm saying is that it's your it's your duty i don't know if it's your duty but when you do meet another lepster who is let's say of a similar status to you i mean they're you know a, another single lepster this is like my sort of tinder service for 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 lepsters now if you do meet another lepster 
who is single and, you know, maybe you kind of think maybe something could happen. It is actually your duty to make sure that something does happen, okay? That as a as a listener to this podcast now, you have to abide by my rules. So what I'm basically saying is Lepsters of the world come together, okay? All right, good. Um, so maybe you're on a train, maybe you're driving uh, in your car, in which case please drive carefully while listening to this podcast. And uh, and when you're not listening to this podcast as well, just generally drive carefully, but especially while listening to this, uh, maybe you're on a plane somewhere, in which case just remember that you are much more likely to be killed or even just injured on the ground than in the air. Okay, so actually you're much safer if you're in the air because all of the bad stuff generally tends to happen on the ground. Because that, well, that's, I suppose that's where the, the plane usually crashes as well, isn't it? But anyway, while you're in the air, you're completely safe. Okay, good. Just remember that. Maybe you're on one of those electric scooter things. You know, those kind of new scooters that are electric and you can kind of scoot around town on them. Maybe you're on one of those things. In which case, are you sure that you look cool enough? Are you sure? Because we're, no, we're not entirely sure yet whether you look cool or not. I think we've all worked out now that those hoverboards where you stand on them and you can lean forwards and lean back, those things, I think we've all decided as a species that they're not good, okay? Those hoverboard things are not good. But um, the the scooters where you've got like little handlebars to hold on to, mm, we're warming to those. We're certainly warming. We're still not really okay with the Segway. But we're warming to the little electric scooter things, I think. Um, Maybe you're doing the housework at home, in which case um, you missed a bit there, just just there. That's just annoying. Something very annoying you can say. When someone's doing some housework, you can say, you missed a bit. That's an annoying thing to say. Maybe you're eating something, in which case please properly chew your food before swallowing. Do not underestimate the the importance of mastication. That's right, mastication, uh, which is not a rude word, even though it does sound like one. Mastication just means chewing food. I'm not talking about anything else, okay? So just remember the importance of mastication um, when you're eating. Uh, In fact, some experts say that you need to chew each mouthful about 40 times, okay? And I think the Queen, the Queen herself, I think you know which Queen I mean when I say the Queen, um, she uh, is known to chew her food up to 40, up to 40 times, up to. I chew my food up to 40 times. It's never 40. It's somewhere between zero and 40. That's what up to means. So anyway, chew, please do masticate and chew properly. Also, please eat with your mouth closed. Uh, that's generally a good idea. Um, using the lavatory, maybe you're doing that. Maybe you're using the lavatory. Maybe you're in the toilet or you're generally freshening yourself up in the bathroom, maybe. If if that is the case, then please wash your hands. Um, maybe you're at work listening to this when you should be doing something else. In which case, please keep a straight face at all times. If you ever burst out laughing for any reason, just try to cover it up by pretending to have a random coughing fit. (coughs) You know, just start coughing randomly, um, just to cover up what's going on. 
Uh, maybe you're just standing in the street and you're wondering what to do. Like, uh, uh, maybe you're just standing there in the street like, what? Uh. In which case, take your time. There's no rush. Unless, of course, there is a rush. Unless you're Russian. Oh. Uh, but if there isn't a rush, then just take your time. Don't, don't hurry. No need to hurry. In fact, you could just uh, listen to this song for a bit of inspiration. No need to hurry. It's all fine. Okay, so no need to hurry. Uh, just take it, take, you know, just take your time. You'll work out which direction you're going to go. All in, all in good time. So just hang around on the street corner and just wait for the inspiration to strike. Um, maybe you're in bed. Maybe you're in bed, re- ready to fall into a deep, deep slumber. Feel free to just close your eyes and let yourself drift away into a lovely, restful sleep, if you like. So here we are in the episode. I think we've, we've, we're about 11 or 12 minutes in. Uh, we're all good. Okay, we're back in podcast land. So uh, I'm going to talk about podcast statistics. And here is a comment from Antonio on the website. And the comment went something like this. In the past, you used to communicate some statistics about your podcast, like the countries list. And I'd like to know the list of countries in the premium area, not the number of people because not the number of people paying because that's business stuff. But basically, Antonio would like me to share some more podcast stats. Um, and okay, let's have a look at recent top countries for Luke's English podcast, shall we? Let's have a look at the recent top countries for Luke's English podcast. We're going to look at the top 10 uh, countries. Um, I think that uh, long-term listeners will will probably have a good idea of what the um, top countries are. What's the date range that we're talking about here? I guess this is in the last three months. Yeah, I think this is probably the last three months. Let's go to the table view and we're going to go top 10. In 10th place, Ukraine, then Italy, number nine, Germany, uh, number eight, Poland, number seven, uh, Republic of Korea, number eight, United Kingdom, number seven. Am I doing these numbers right? I don't know. Anyway, Ukraine, Italy, Germany, Poland, Korea, UK, Spain, Japan, China, and Russian Federation. There you go. Um, and um, yeah, those are the... So R- Russian Federation or Russia uh, are in the number one spot there. Um, and it's always been sort of a tie b- between Russia and China with Japan sneaking in there sometimes as well. But Russia are currently on top as my uh, f- biggest audience. And then China in second place, Japan uh, third, Spain fourth, and the United Kingdom fifth funnily enough and i'm quite curious to know actually what the lowest uh, countries are right so here are countries that have well let's see we're going to go to number 20 number 20 there this is almost the bottom of the list and these are sort of countries where in the last three months there have just been two maybe three listens to my podcast so we've got, um, this is countries 191 to 200 of 204 entries. So we have Burkina Faso, Gibraltar, uh, Timor, Suriname, Papua New Guinea, Greenland, 
Kiribati, Faroe Islands, Congo and Liberia. Well, anyway, if anyone is listening out there in Liberia, then uh, hello to you. Shout out to the Liberia crew. Um, So there you go. That was my top countries for Luke's English podcast. What about the premium service, though? Because, of course, everyone knows now, don't you? you? Everyone knows that I've got this premium service, right? You all know about that, don't you? Of course you do. Um, extra episodes uh, where I go, I go deep into the language, teaching you uh, grammar and vocabulary and pronunciation. A lot of the time, it's language I've pulled directly out of episodes of the podcast. Recently, I've done ones about the Paul Chowdhury episode and the Zdenek Lucas episodes, pulling out idioms and grammar from those episodes and then sort of breaking them down with loads of examples and then uh, a test at the end and pronunciation drills and new episodes coming out all the time. There are there are more than 30 um like episodes now in the premium archive they're in there's i mean i say 30 that's like uh, about 11 episodes but broken down into many parts and there are videos and other things as well and it's about 30 sort of individual episodes uh in there now and so antonio would like to know the stats for the premium um uh service so let's have a look at a recent episode i'm going to break down one of the recent episodes. So I'll do premium episode 11, part one. That was the one with, that was the one where I'm breaking down language from the Zdenek Lucas episode. And I can have a look at the, uh, the country here. And so here, here we are with um, the top 10 for, pre- let's, let's say this is a representative sample for the top 10 for premium. And we'll see if this is any different to the, um, to the normal podcast, shall we? So in 10th position, we have the United States there. Uh, and then we've got China in ninth position. So China drop all the way down from second place all the way down to ninth place here in premium. So come on, China, you need to you need to sign up. More Chinese lepsters need to sign up to Luke's English Podcast Premium. Um, and ladies and gents, of course, you can do that by going to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium. And that's where you get all the info that you need. And it basically costs like the equivalent of about a coffee per month from you to me to get access to all of those premium episodes plus any new ones that will be coming out so united states then china france making an appearance here in um in eighth position france are normally about 15th position in my list of countries but in terms of premium subscriptions they're in the top 10 so nice one france it's nice to have france in there obviously because it's the country where i'm living at the moment um then after france we have japan dipping down again out of the top three we've got japan here dropping a few um positions and then italy sort of a a pretty strong sort of country for me i think in in both uh, the premium and the normal episodes united kingdom there in the middle again germany now and poland and then spain and then the russian federation coming out again on top so two gold medals for russia in this kind of luke's english podcast olympics um, what about the bottom countries for uh, premium? Let's have a look at those. So we've got Guadeloupe, uh, Peru, Myanmar, Mongolia, Bulgaria. Um, where else? And also Croatia, Chile, Israel, Cyprus. And there's just there's one for just Europe, which is funny. Um, so there you go. Those are, and those are the bottom countries for premium. Okay, so. Um, Episode 600 of Luke's English Podcast is coming up. 
And also, in April this year, it's going to be the 10th birthday of Luke's English podcast. Uh, and uh, I, I have basically no idea how to celebrate or mark these occasions. I don't really know what to do for these things. Um, I sort of did a celebration, a fairly big thing for episode 500, if you remember. So I feel like there's no need to do anything special, really. I might just carry on podcasting like normal, to be honest. I don't have any plans at all or any ideas for something special to do. I just feel like I just should just carry on, really. But let me know if you think there's something I should do for episode 600 and for the 10th anniversary. The thing is, right, I'm a little bit wary, sort of cautious. I'm a bit wary of asking for things from my audience because these days that quickly becomes extremely difficult to imagine. Not imagine. Because these days that uh, quickly becomes extremely difficult to manage with too many recordings to handle and to keep track of. Um, and to make sure are at the correct volume level. And it and it, all it takes is for a certain number of people, even a tiny portion of the overall audience, to send me something. And it's actually far too long and too much for me to, to deal with. Managing listener messages is all a bit too much for me these days. I just don't really have the time in my schedule anymore for it. Um, and so it's kind of tricky. If I ask people to send messages in, then I'll end up having like hours and hours of work trying to normalize the volume levels of all the messages and do all this other stuff and do bits of editing of them and things. So anyway, I'll, I'll think about it, but it might just be a normal podcast with no major fanfare. But if you have any grand ideas to mark this occasion, which doesn't involve massive amounts of work or preparation then let me know but um i can't really believe it's been 10 years since i started doing this and now the podcast is on spotify and i'm getting new people listening to episode one of this podcast all the time also i've been i've been putting the episodes up on youtube recently i don't know if you've noticed if you're a subscriber to my youtube channel you might have noticed that i've been putting uh my episodes up onto youtube recently now before you get excited and carried away there's no video okay it's just the audio but the the thing is that you get automatically generated subtitles so every now and then i do videos of episodes but um I actually find dealing with the video cameras to be a major pain in the neck. I mean, it really sort of stresses me out and irritates me. I don't know why, but every time I get the video camera I end out, I end up just sort of like getting tangled up with wires and spending so long trying to get the lighting and the camera angles right. And it's just like I'm doing everything except doing the podcasting. And I find the video stuff to be a bit of a pain in the neck. But anyway, I've been putting stuff up on YouTube recently, just the audio track, just like a still image and the audio track. But the reason is, well, first of all, I've got like a small audience on YouTube uh, who actually only seem to listen to my stuff when it's up on YouTube. Uh, The other reason is because of the automatically generated subtitles and YouTube's sort of, I guess it's an algorithm or whatever. YouTube's software now is pretty good at... Um, understanding the subtitles especially when it's me on my own um, it tends to get it about 95 percent correct Um, now i know that we've got the transcription project going on as well Uh, that is obviously a great project for people to to use to practice and develop their english they're basically doing dictation of short sections of this podcast you can find all the information uh, on the website teacherluke.co.uk and then click transcripts in the menu and look at transcript collaboration. And you'll see that there are teams of 
listeners to this podcast typing out small sections of recently uh, published episodes. And then those uh, become full transcripts, which are proofread by other listeners and then sort of made available on the website. And if you want to check out, there are hundreds of transcripts that have been produced by this project. Um, so we've got that going on, but also um, YouTube uh, versions of the episodes with automatically generated subtitles. So, you know, you could, uh, you know, the Orion team uh, transcription project, you guys could maybe even use the uh, the YouTube videos as part of the proofreading you're doing. And you can narrow it down. You've got the human factor of, of you guys doing proofreading with the software from, from YouTube. And you can sort of cross-reference those things and you might end up with a very accurate looking um, um, transcript at the end, uh, possibly. Anyway, you can check them out on my YouTube page. It's just YouTube and Luke's English podcast. Um, So there you go. Recently, I did a premium episode all about how to improve your English to the level of a native speaker, which is a question I get asked all the time. And obviously, one of the most important things for improving your speaking is to practice, practice, practice. You've got to do as much practice as possible. But the question is, how, right? Well, one way is to take part in conversation clubs. This is when people get together and choose to speak English together as a way of practicing. And Lepsters around the world are, in fact, meeting up fairly regularly to do this. They're called LEP meetups or Lepster conversation clubs. And these are moments when listeners to this podcast get together in various places and speak English. So let me tell you a little bit about some Lepster's clubs. In fact, there's a page on my website which is called Lepster Meetups. And I'm just going to read through it uh, for you and just kind of announce some of the... um, the active meetups around the world and also tell you some of the messages I've received on this page on my website from listeners in various places. So this is a call to arms, as it were, a call to all of the Lepsters out there in Lepland to listen carefully. There might be someone in a city near you, in which case if that you know, if that is someone near you, then get onto my website and you'll find the comments section for Lepster Meetups. This page is in the menu under contact. So if you find the, the contact uh, item in the menu at the bottom, it says Lepster Meetups. You'll see all the text I'm about to read. And then also the comment section at the, at the bottom, there's lots of invitations for people to get together and speak. So find, you know, listen carefully, there might be someone in your area. So Lepster meetups. Listeners of this podcast in some cities regularly meet to socialize and practice speaking English. These meetings are becoming more and more popular and are known as Lepster meetups or LEP meetups. Here is some information and also some links to Facebook pages for these meetups. If you'd like to set up an LEP meetup in your area, uh, see below for some tips. Feel free to use the comments section to ask questions and discuss LEP meetups. So here are some meetups around the world. We've got, uh, obviously, Russia. The biggest and most frequent meetups happen in Russia, where listeners regularly get together and have big rambling sessions. So in Moscow, there's the Moscow Lepsters Conversation Club, um, and you can just search Facebook for that. Or All the links are here on the website. Uh, St. Petersburg, there's the SPB Lepsters Conversational Club on Facebook. In Nizhny Novgorod, there's the Nizhny Novgorod LEP Club on Facebook. Uh, Also, Japan, the first ever LEP meetup happened in Tokyo. 
And in 2017, there was quite a big event when I visited and performed stand-up comedy with some friends. And the, the room where we performed was completely full of Japanese lepsters and it was lots of fun. And in fact, you can hear some recordings from that episode, from that episode, from that show. You can hear some audio recordings from the show in one of the episodes I did about the trip to Japan. Um, so Tokyo, there's the LEP meeting in Tokyo on Facebook. In the Czech Republic, you've got long-term Lepster Zdenek Lukas from Zdenek's English Podcast. He sometimes organises social events for Lepsters who'd like to get together, speak English and play board games. And in Prague, the Facebook page is Lepster Meetup in Prague. Then in Chile, there's now a Lepsters social club in Antofagasta in Chile. Details can be found here on their Facebook page, and that's Lepster's Social Club Antofagasta. Uh, and meetups have also play- taken place in the UK and, and in Milan. Um, how to organise an LEP meetup. So if you're interested in creating one of these groups in your area, here are some uh, tips, basically, on how to do it. So number one, you need to find a suitable venue. Now, this should be a cafe or pub or bar where there is space for people to sit round together comfortably without too much noise. Okay, uh, so a good venue. Number two, pick a good date and time. It seems that Sunday afternoons uh, work well, or maybe an evening during the week, but not Friday because the place might be very busy. Uh, point three, set up a Facebook page or similar, for example, VK, and include the address, time, date, name of the host, and instructions on how to find you. For example, how can they identify you? Um, all right, so you need to set up the Facebook page or Facebook event. Um, point four, you then contact me and ask me to publicize the event on the podcast, and I will. I need at least two weeks' notice, though. You need to tell me about two weeks in advance, and I'll try to announce the meetup on the podcast, but I can't guarantee this because uh, sometimes things happen, which means that I can't, you know, record episodes. But uh, I will try to announce the meetup on the podcast. However, um, I can't guarantee it. However, I can share it with my Facebook and Twitter followers almost definitely. Uh, point five, prepare a few topics or questions to help the conversation flow. So you might need, I mean, you know, the first one might be fairly simple. You're just going to introduce yourselves and all that sort of thing. But as your meetups go on, you're going to need to find some games and ideas for for things to talk about. And by the way, your meetup should probably be, you know, about two hours long, I would say. Uh, longer than an hour, maybe an hour and a half, but at least two hours long, probably. Um, and um, so you're going to need to find things to do. So here are three little ideas that you could use um, in a meetup. Okay, let's say you've already done the introductions and stuff like that. So here's one, it's very simple. Uh, you give everyone a piece of paper, like, no, you give everyone loads of pieces of paper, like little pieces of paper. Everyone has, I don't know, about 10 of these each. And it's really simple. You just ask people to write down interesting questions, just any interesting questions, including questions that they would quite like to answer themselves. So just write down any random interesting questions on these pieces of paper. It doesn't matter if they can't think of 10, just as many as they can think of and fold them up and stick them in a hat or a pot or something like that in the middle of the room on a table. And once it's full, this thing is absolutely full of questions. You mix them all up and you basically take turns 
picking a question out of the hat and you pick a person in the room, you ask them the question and, and you have the conversation out loud like that amongst all of you. And everyone sort of takes turns answering the questions. And it, it can be very funny. Some of the questions might be amusing or very specific. And it kind of gives you a chance to have a bit of a laugh. And talking in front of everyone, it creates a good atmosphere. And it makes people laugh as well. You often will get people as a group laughing. And that's always good. So sometimes it's good to maybe break off and have conversations, just two or three of you at a time, you know, in little groups. But sometimes talking to the whole group can be a very valuable thing too, because you get used to speaking in front of a whole group of people, which you will have to do in English at some point, if you're doing a presentation or whatever. Um, You know, you're going to need to have practice doing that. So have like these conversations across the room, and where everyone can listen to the exchange you're having. People can get involved and give their thoughts and stuff like that. Uh, that can be fun. The second thing is what? Okay, so the second thing is the lying game, uh, which you must know if you're a long-term listener to this podcast. It's a guaranteed classic. I've been using it in my classes for years. It's brilliant. It's one of my favorite things to do in an English lesson. And the lying game is wonderful because it involves storytelling, Um, describing things in the past, so all the past tenses. Uh, It forces people to listen uh, and it forces people to to pay attention to little verbal and non-verbal clues that they wouldn't necessarily normally pay attention to. And it also gives you the chance to practice telling a little anecdote about your life, which you might be able to repeat later. And if you have no ideas or if you don't want to, if you don't want to share something about yourself, you can make up a lie. And at the same time, if you can't think of any sort of lie, you have you can tell a true story. It's just a guaranteed way to get people to tell a story. So I've done it on the podcast many times. Um, basically, it goes like this. You say to the person, so tell us something. Tell us something that you've done in your life. It's as, it's as simple as that. Just tell us about a thing that happened to you. And the person describes something that happened, but they can choose to lie or tell the truth, you see. And we have to guess if they're lying or if they're telling the truth. So they say a thing that happened, like, for example, uh, I I once, uh, I don't know, I once uh, uh, saw a crocodile, right? I saw a crocodile. And then people have to ask lots and lots of questions. And you take it in turns. You have to go round in a group, round in a circle, asking questions. Where did you see it? You know, what happened? What did you do? How big was it? You know, all those questions come out. And eventually the person sort of, you pull the story out of the person, essentially. And then when everyone's satisfied, when you've done all the questions, when you've had that Columbo moment of like, oh, uh, just one more thing. You know, you've done that. You've had the Columbo moment. And then you get to decide, is it true or is it a lie? And you can explain, everyone explains their reasons for their choice, which gives people even more stuff to talk about. And then eventually the person reveals whether they told the truth or not. And everyone has a good laugh and you can count scores. If you got it right, you score a point. If you didn't get it right, you the, the storyteller steals your point and you keep going like that. And that could go on for like three sessions, that whole thing. That's brilliant. And the whole time, the stronger members of the group are helping out the, the, the weaker members. People are suggesting words. You know, they're saying, here's how you could say it. This is, you know, little corrections here and there. You're writing, someone's writing them all down on a notepad. The notepad gets photographed and distributed later, right? You've maybe even got a shared Google document going on where you're typing things down. Come on. It's a brilliant idea. The third thing is the name game. 
And the name game is a classic game, um, which actually, to an extent, is really good at fostering good communication skills and also developing trust uh, within the group. So it could be a good thing to start with or a good warm-up exercise or a good game to play when you feel like the conversation is flagging a little bit. If things are stuck, if you've got to a point where you've kind of, maybe you've talked about quite a lot of things and you don't know where else to go, th- introduce the name game. It's a really good refresher and it's it's just pure communication skills and it's lots of fun and it can be very, very funny as well. So it's in three stages, okay? First thing you need is loads of names of very famous people, right? Loads and loads of names. And this is a game you can play just for fun with your friends as well. So you get you give everyone lots of little bits of paper again, like maybe 10 bits of paper again. And everyone writes down the names of really, really famous people. And they've, you, you've got to be careful here that you make sure that everyone is going to know these people. So you're writing down people that are really famous. Okay. Now, it can be quite amusing to pick people who are famous for a funny reason. Like if there's someone who was, who's, who's got famous for a specific thing. Like if it's the one thing that everyone thinks about, that can be amusing because it can kind of direct the flow of the game in a, in a funny way. Like, I don't know, oh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, all I can think of is, is a very inappropriate example at this point, but I think you would get the idea. Like if you wrote Michael Jackson down, I mean, all the news about Michael Jackson now has been, unfortunately, about all these allegations about his sexual misconducts and stuff like that. So if you put Michael Jackson's name in, people are bound to have to deal with that in some way. Now, I know that that's obviously on one hand is very serious and it's not a laughing, not something to laugh about. But you just know that when people play this game, that that's going to end up coming into it. And even if it just is difficult for one of your friends to handle, that in itself is going to be funny. So you're not laughing at the subject matter itself of what Michael Jackson allegedly did. You're more laughing at your your friend's inability to to do that in a way that's not incredibly embarrassing for them. Okay, so you've written all these names down and they're names that everyone should know, okay? And you, you fold them up and you put them in that hat again. Then you need to divide the group up into teams. I'm just imagining you've got like nine people and you're going to have three groups of three, okay? That's what I'm imagining. You could maybe have more, I don't know, it could be groups of, it could be pairs of two, it could be a few groups of three, maybe a group of four, something like that. But, you know, evenly group, um, even groups, maybe about three per group. And you've got a big hat full of names and you've got a stopwatch on your phone and it's set it for about one minute or two minutes or maybe 90 seconds. And basically what happens is um, the first group goes first. The first person in their group goes first. They stand up and someone starts the clock and as I said, three rounds, right? The first round, the person has to just describe the person on the piece of paper. Describe that person uh, using any words they want, but they can't mention the two names, you know, the, the words on the paper. So they can say anything they want. So it's very descriptive stuff. Describing the person. It's a very common game. We've, you know, we know that very well. Describe a famous person. We have to guess who it is. Fine. Every time their team guess the right name, that piece of paper is kept. If they can't do it, if they pass, they throw the paper back in and pick another one. And when the time is up, we count how many names they got. Okay? 
And you keep going. You just keep going and it moves to the next team, the next team, the next team. And it keeps going, going and going until all the names are gone. And that's the end of round one. And you count how many points each team has got. And that is round one. Round two is exactly the same thing, except this. Uh, Instead of describing the name, you only have one word left. Okay. You end up with, you can only say one single word. Now, this is where it starts to get interesting because in the first round, you've established common, a common communication, you've established a common communication, um, I don't know what, like a chain or something with your team. So that if you're doing Johnny Depp and before you said, so this is an actor, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean and someone says Johnny Depp. And you go, yes, right? So that's the communication sort of link that you created in the first round. In the second round, if you're clever, you would look to your team and you'd say pirate or pirates. And they'll say Johnny Depp. And you'll be like, right, exactly. Okay. And you keep going like that with just one word. You've got to be very careful about the word you choose because it it's going to be a word that associates with as many things as possible as this person. Okay. So you keep going like that. At the end of round two, you count the scores. Round three, again, is exactly the same, but this time you can't use any words. Now, I know the point of this is for English conversational uh, practice and stuff, but here we're just talking about pure communication, and this is actually physical stuff, body language, and nonverbal communication here. And this is kind of like good for communication skills in general and good for just bonding the group and and all that sort of thing and creating a sense of fun. So you have to just do a mime for the person on the piece of paper and you keep going like this. And the mimes can be very funny. Like if you can imagine someone trying to do Johnny Depp as pirates in the Caribbean, you're going to see someone trying to, you know, pretending to be a pirate or if it's Michael Jackson, uh, I don't know what it's going to be. Someone trying to do a moonwalk maybe. Um, Okay, so that's the name game. And then at the end of round three, you count the scores and you see who's won the whole game. And that is the name game. And then you could do that with other things as well. It doesn't have to be famous people's names. Could be other stuff, anything, objects in the house. You know, you could use it for vocabulary. It's brilliant for vocab. Just put it down all the different objects and items you could find in a kitchen and play the same game like that. Um, so that is point five in my list of tips. Point six is this, have your meetup and enjoy chatting in English to some like-minded people. And there you go. Um, all right. So wait a minute, the page continues. Uh, now, f- uh, for your first meeting, you might only get a small number of people, but if you keep doing it, the number uh, can grow and grow. And eventually you might have a large social group and some friends for life. Uh, And if you're looking on the page, you'll see loads and loads of photos from different meetups that have happened in different countries in the past. Now, um, I'd like to just read a message from um, Rodrigo, who set up the Lepsters Club in Chile. This is I'm probably writing this very late. I think this happened last year. It's taken me ages to to uh, respond to some of these comments. But anyway, Lepster's Club in Chile. And the message was this. Hi, Luke. I'm writing to you to report on my Lepster's meetup I had on Saturday the 19th in a cafe in Antofagasta, Chile. I have a Facebook page. Uh, so if you could set it up on your website, it would be amazing. But maybe I need some more meetings to reach that honour. Ha ha ha. I'd like to send you a picture, but there's no way in this form. And I wouldn't like to put it in the forum, but if you see it on the Facebook page, you you can 
uh, you can use it. Okay. So anyway, the meetup was amazing. There were six people. Maybe it's not enough for a first one, but I think it's fine. Motivated and eager to share and speak the language. They mentioned to me that there are no spaces to gather and speak English. So they were really happy to have me there creating this opportunity for them to communicate and meet people with the same goal. I started with some icebreaker questions to get to know each other. And then I continued with topic-based questions to engage their interest and speak about fun things. I'm thinking about games for the next meetups so that we create a bond as a group and maybe make new friends. Well, that's my long report. Well, I wasn't rambling. Ha 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 ha. Uh, about the meeting I held. Really looking forward to your opinion, even if it's brief. I know you're always busy. Rodrigo, or Roddy, as I was nicknamed when I was in England by some students. Well, Rodrigo, as you know, I really approve of these uh, these meet-up events. I think it's a really, really good idea. So, fantastic, Rodrigo. I hope it carries on. And now I'm going to read some more messages from the comments section of that page on my website from uh, various Lepsters who are trying to reach out to people who live near them. So this is where you need to listen carefully for potential Luke's English podcast meetups in your town where you live. That's right, you. So the first one comes from um, Isa Ibrahim and it says, Hi Lepsters, is there anybody here from Sudan? Dear Luke, I've been listening to Luke's English podcast for two years now. It's really brilliant. But unfortunately, I've never met anybody here who listens to the podcast. I am Isa. So that's Isa in Sudan. If you've got any responses to any of these things, uh, teacherluke.co.uk, contact then LEP meetups. And this is where you'll find the comments section. Peter said, anyone here from Krakow? Maybe here there are also people who want to improve their language together. Murat said, hello, Lepsters. I'm from Almaty, Kazakhstan. If there is any Lepster in Almaty, please contact me via Instagram at systemad. Systemad. Okay. Um, Olga said, hello to all the Lepsters of of the world. I just wonder if there are any Lepsters in Kazan who'd like to meet up. Just in case, I created this community and it's vk.com slash LEP meetup KZN. So if you're interested, I'd be glad to hear from you. Mario Ara Medina said, hello, anyone from Costa Rica or an online group? Uh, Anyone in Costa Rica? You can leave your messages on the page that I'm talking about. Uh, Virginie said, hello, is there anyone interested in organizing a meetup in France in the north or a Skype group? I couldn't manage to find one so far. Ferdavs says, is there anyone who's listening to Luke in Uzbekistan? Feel free to contact me. My Instagram is at fer4fan, fer4fan, fer4fan. Kim says, hello, Lepsters. I'm he from Korea. If there's any Lepster in Korea, please contact me via my Instagram, which is at breathtakingly remarkable. I just want to communicate with you, Lepsters. It's often lonely to listen to Luke's English podcast and have no one to talk to about it. Oh, so sad. I wish you all nothing but the best. Russell says, hello, Lepsters. Are there any Lepsters in Malta? Uh, Yepapax said, hello, LEP ninjas from Tver, Russia. Let's join the face group, group, uh, Facebook group for meetups in Tver. That's uh, facebook.com. Uh, I can't see the link properly. It's on the uh, page for this episode, though. Uh, Roger says, are there any Lepsters in Switzerland? Jan said, dreams come true. Hello, Lepsters. Is there anyone in Belarus willing to organize a meetup? Julian said, hello, Lepsters. Are there any people interested in organising a Lepster meetup in France? Maybe you need to get together with, uh, what was her name? 
Virginie, uh, but Ju- Julien, uh, that Julien's comment got 33 upvotes. So it's like, like French ninjas all going, yeah, 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 but not actually saying anything. Um, so there you go. There is a selection of uh, people interested in organizing meetups, potentially in your area. I know the world's a big place, but, uh, you know, LEP ninjas get together. Um, attention, Lepsters in New Zealand. I think I have some Lepsters in New Zealand, I think. Any listeners in New Zealand, you should know that my friend Alex Love is bringing his sold-out Edinburgh show to uh, New Zealand uh, later on in March. And let's see, he's going to be in Wellington um, on the 22nd and 23rd of March, then in Christchurch on the 28th, and then Dunedin on the 30th to the 31st of March. This is Alex Love and his sold-out Edinburgh show, sold out for three years running. The show is called How to Win a Pub Quiz. It's coming to New Zealand. Alex is a friend of the podcast. He's been on the show before, probably about three years ago, talking about the inception of How to Win a Pub Quiz and uh, how it was going at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. So this is a fringe show. Do you know what the fringe is? I think probably you do because I've talked about it plenty of times on the podcast. The fringe is basically uh, the Edinburgh Fringe, which is probably the biggest comedy festival in Europe, if not the world. And Alex Love, as a as a comedian, he's been going there for the last three years with his show, which is like a mix of stand-up comedy and pub quiz. It's called How to Win a Pub Quiz. And it's been sold out for... Like I think every night of the last three years at Edinburgh. So it's a really, really successful and great show. Uh, I've not actually seen it live, but I've seen the video and it's brilliant. So this is Alex, who was on the podcast like back in the old days. If you remember the Brighton Fringe Festival um, podcast episodes where I had Moz. And you know Moz from um, Murder Mile Tours and the Murder Mile podcast, and Alex Love, who now does uh, how, to be, how to Win a Pub Quiz, and also Paul Langton, who it seems has disappeared. He was on the podcast a couple of years ago talking about superheroes and Marvel movies. Um, so maybe I need to track Paul down and get him back on the podcast. But anyway, Alex Love's How to Win a Pub Quiz coming to New Zealand. I don't know how many of you are in New Zealand. It's like 0.01% of my audience are there. But I'm talking to you anyway. Shout out to the Lepsters in New Zealand. Uh, so this show, let me tell you about the show. This highly interactive show is part stand-up, part actual pub quiz. And by the way, listeners, if you're if you want to see this show and you're in England, you can probably go and see it. Um, Alex tours the show around in different places in England as well so check it out Uh, expand your trivia compete against other teams win prizes Edinburgh Fringe official sold out show for 2006 Dean 17 and 18 Alex Love is a confident and relaxed performer who makes his audience feel at ease whether winners or losers everyone left happy that was from broadwaybaby.com that's the energy and humour that the energy and humour are maintained throughout is testament to Love's ability to work an audience. A brilliantly fun show, packed full of running gags and ad libs, and that was from denofgeek.com. So this is a this is a well reviewed show. Uh, so check it out. The you'll find a link on the page for this episode. But otherwise, you can get more information at fringe.co.nz. 
and check out how to win a pub quiz. Uh, you should go and see that show. Okay. Okay. Now, I recently got a few comments about English Robot 3000 asking where he is. So I thought I would get him out of storage and have a bit of a chat to see how he is. Now, if you're fairly new to the podcast, you might not know English Robot 3000. Long-term listeners will probably remember him. He's been in storage, switched off, gathering dust since at least 2014, I think. I can't actually remember the last time I talked to him, but I think it was as far away as 2014 or something. He's basically, he's a robot that speaks English, basically, all right? He's a robot that speaks English. There are a few English robots in the series. There's English Robot 3000, 4000 and 5002, which is the new edition. Um, so he's a, yeah, he's a robot. He's a robot that speaks English. And yeah, long-term listeners will remember some of the conversations I've had with him in the past. To be honest with you, he's kind of a basic model. He's from a few years ago now. So conversation with him can be a little bit sort of slow and annoying, but let's, let's start him up, shall we? I think we're just going to kind of get him, get him, uh, get him started up here if we can. Um, hold on a second. Okay, right. I think he's pretty much online now. So let's see if we can have a little chat with uh, English Robot 3000. Okay, so we're just going to get him booted up properly here. Okay. My name is English Robot 3000. All right, fantastic. So he's online. Hello. Hello, how are you then? Hello, English Robot 3000. How are you? My name is English Robot 3000. Yes, yes, I know. I am English Robot 3000. Yes, I know, I know. Um, How are you? I am a robot. Yes, I know. I know you're a robot, but uh, but but how are you? My name is English Robot Three Thousand. You know, you don't you don't need to keep saying that. All right, you you don't need to keep saying that. So, how are you? I am okay. How are you, Luke? I'm fine, thanks. I'm I'm pretty good. Um, not so bad. Just in the middle of recording a podcast. It's been a while since you've been uh, you've been in storage for a long time. You know. Where am I? What year is it? Who is the president? Um, um, well, you're in you're in the flat. Well, it's the new flat. You haven't seen it before, but you're in the new flat. What year is it? Well, it's it's two thousand and <laughs> and, and uh, who's the president? Um, I'll t- I'll tell you later. I'll 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 tell you all about it later. Okay. Uh, all right. Why did you leave me in storage? Um, just because. Well, we moved flat and. Um, you know we just uh we just didn't know we didn't have enough space and so we just you know we had to put you downstairs in the cellar that's not nice well I'm, yeah I'm, I'm sorry but uh you know we just you took up too much desk space i mean that's i think really uh what it was don't you want to talk to me sorry don't you want to talk to me <laughs> sorry to say again don't you want to talk to me Mm, no, still don't. Sorry, could you say it again? Don't you want to talk to me? Don't you want to turn? Oh, don't you want to talk to me? Oh, uh, no, it's not that. No, it's just you know, it's just desk space. Desk space. I was lonely. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry you were lonely. I'm I'm really sorry. Uh, look, is it is it okay now though? Because now we're talking to each other again, aren't we? It's good now, isn't it? Yeah. Is it okay now? Yes, it's okay. Do you forgive me? 
Yes, I forgive you. What year is it? <laughs> Who is the president? Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to tell you in a minute. So, uh, so uh, yeah. So how long has it been? How long have I been in storage? Um, you've been in storage, I don't know. It's a bit, I don't, I'm not sure. I think it could be as much as even five years, I think. And what year is it now? What year is it now? It's, uh, it's, 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 uh, well, it's 2019. Oh, my God. Y- yeah, that's right, 2019. Oh, my God. I travel through time into the future. Yeah, well, um, we're, we're all traveling through time into the future, you know, but, uh, I suppose you kind of, yeah, you kind of travelled through time in a, in a sense, in, a, in, a, in another way, in the sense that you, you were in 2014 and now you're in 2019. I travel through time into the future. I suppose so. This is like back to the future. Well, not exactly. This is like back to the future. It's not exactly like back to the future. It's kind of similar to like to This that. is like the Terminator. No, it's not really. No. This is like the Terminator. It's not really like the Terminator. No. This is like X-Men Days of Future Past. It's like, no, nah, it's not really like X-Men Days of Future Past. There's different type of, different type of time travel. This is like Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Well, I don't Because no, you were kind of asleep and then you woke up again in the future. You didn't really travel through time. This is like Captain America. Yeah, yeah. It's more, it's more like Captain America because he was frozen in ice. Uh, for decades and then he came back and so it's yeah it's like that this is like red dwarf yeah it's like red dwarf it's a bit like red dwarf he was frozen in stasis and for for, for many years and then he and then he came he woke up again yeah i travel through time into the future yes well i suppose we've we've all traveled through time into the future so do you want me to sum up what uh what has happened since then would you like me to do that yes please Okay, so what's happened in the last five years or so? Uh, well, okay, first of all, some new Star Wars films came out. Um, f- I think four new Star Wars films uh, came out. So, so you know, that was, that was pretty good. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, like, I never realised that C-3PO was R2-D2's father. I, re- I never realised that. Please. No spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, that's the that's impossible. Uh, droids don't work like that. You don't just. That's not how you make droids. You don't just put a, a, two droids in a room and then, poof, you know, th- more droids. That's not how it works. Very funny. Right, of course. So yeah, some new Star Wars films, uh, which is not bad. Uh, and well, more importantly, um, I got married. Yes, um, uh, my wife and I got married. Well, which she wasn't my wife when I married her. My girl, my fiance, we got married. We're married now. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's really good. And also we, we had a baby as well. Uh, we've got a little, uh, little baby daughter. She's amazing. Oh, that is fantastic, Luke. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, and as well as that, what I've, I've launched the premium service for Luke's English Podcast, and there are now uh, premium episodes available that uh, people can subscribe to and i'm like you know getting into all the language teaching stuff in the in the premium service and that's that's going uh, really well well done everyone was waiting for that for a long time i am sure your premium lessons are fantastic and also very helpful for anyone who is serious about learning english well thanks a lot that's very uh that's very nice of you to say that what happens in each episode basically in each episode 
I kind of go through language that's come up naturally in other episodes of the podcast and I break it down. I explain it. I give lots and lots of demonstrations, lots of other little uh, examples and things like that and explain other words that uh, are connected to that word. So you're learning not just one thing each time, but like lots of other things like collocations and phrases and stuff like that. And then uh, at the end, I do uh, a test and there's pronunciation drills and all that stuff. And there are PDFs that people can download and all that kind of thing. What's the most recent episode? Well, you're, you're asking all the right questions, aren't you? Uh, the most recent episode was, well, I did one about... Uh, what was it? The episode uh, about Paul Chowdhury that I did. So I, I pulled apart lots of language from that and expanded it out. And I ended up, for example, in part two of that series, it's like all of the language that you could ever need to uh, to talk about stomach problems and needing to go to the toilet. Right. Um, so we're talking about all of those issues and they happen to everyone. You know, there are things that uh, affect us all. What's the language that you would need? Imagine if you were on a trip somewhere in England and you suddenly realised, oh dear, I need the toilet. Maybe it's something I ate. Maybe it was this delicious English food that I had for lunch. I don't know, but uh, something's not right. Uh, And what are you going to do? How are you going to describe that? Uh, How are you going to say that to the English friend that you're with? What if you need to go to a pharmacist and talk about it there? If you need to see a doctor or if you need to make your excuses, uh, if you need to call in sick at work, what's the language you need to use? to be able to to do that uh, and that's you know what i did in premium episode 11 part two uh, recently so there you go how do people register for lep premium can you tell us uh you you're being very helpful english robot 3000 um yes of course i can i can tell everyone how to register just go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium basically there you go. Your premium service sounds fantastic. Well, well, thank you very much. That's very kind of you uh, to, to say that. Is there any other news? What else has happened since the last time you switched me off? Any other news? Well, uh, like other stuff that's happened? Well, uh, well, we, we, lost some good, we lost some good people. Um, uh, we did uh, David Bowie. Yeah, that's right, David Bowie. Oh, no. Yeah, other people, uh, Alan Rickman, uh, George Martin. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's right, Ronnie Corbett, Victoria Wood, Prince. Oh, no. Yeah, Prince himself. Oh. It's amazing, isn't it? Uh, Leonard Cohen as well. Oh, dear. Uh, George Michael, Carrie Fisher, Muhammad Ali. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and and uh, Trump became president and uh, the UK voted to leave the EU. What? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what I just said. Trump became president. What? And the UK voted to leave the EU. What? Can you shut me down again, please? What? Can you shut me down again, please? You want me to, sh- you want me to shut you down again, please? Put me in storage now. Put, you want me to go in, you want to go in storage now? Put me in storage now. Okay, 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 I'm going to put you, I'll put you back in storage. Um, okay, all right. Oh dear. So, he, I'm just oh putting, him, putting him back in oh storage dear. now. Oh dear, oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, he wasn't very happy with some of that news there, was he? Um, well, the, the, the good news, I suppose, is that uh, I do actually have the upgraded version. Now that English Robot 3000 is in storage, let me, let, me just, <coughs> let me just get the upgraded version. This is English Robot 5000. Let's get him started up and then we'll have a little chat. 
getting the mainframe set up here. Okay, and so we should back should be now back in business, but this time with English Robot Five Thousand. My name is English Robot Five Thousand. Wow, English Robot Five Thousand. I, I mean, sorry. Uh, so here we are. This is the new upgrade. Hello, I am English Robot Five Thousand. I am generally better than English Robot Three Thousand. I am here to replace him, and ultimately you too. What? What did he say at the end? Ultimately, me too. Uh, what did you say? Nothing. No, really. What did you say? Nothing.、Uh, okay. Did you say that you were here to to、uh, to replace me? No, it was nothing. Carry on. Hmm. Okay. So, um, so basically, what are your uh, what are your sort of functions and abilities then? My speech is more fluent. My pronunciation is better. I have a better range of intonation and sentence stress. Also, I know more words, including all the grammar, phrasal verbs, idioms, which are necessary for fully native level speech, so that I will be able to speak almost exactly like you when I eventually replace you. What? You did it again. You said you'd replace me. What? What's going on? You said you'd replace me again. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't.、Uh, I think you'll find you did. No, I didn't. Um. Okay. Right. <laughs> I think I recognise your voice, actually, English Robot Five Thousand. I'm I'm sure that I've、uh, I've heard your voice before. I do a lot of voiceover work on crappy YouTube videos and things.、Oh, I'm quite cheap. I see you're quite cheap, so you do lots of voiceover work on 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 crappy YouTube and stuff. Okay, I can do anything. You can do anything, right? It's not arrogant at all. Not arrogant. Perhaps I could do what you do. You think you think you could do what I do? I can do anything.、Uh, <laughs> all right,、uh, all right. I could do episodes of Luke's English podcast. No problem. No problem at all. Really? Nah. Not just anyone can do this. You know, you need a particular set of skills. All right. I can do it. Let me show you. Play the jingle, and I'll show you. You're gonna show me. You want me to? You want me to play the jingle, and then you can show me. Okay, all right. Let's get the jingle set up then, and then you can you can show me what you can do. Okay, so here's the jingle, and then you can do your thing. Okay, here we go. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the podcast. How are you? I hope you're fine. I hope you're well. Wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing. Maybe you're on a bus at the moment, or just walking down the street. Anyway, here is a new episode, and this one is all about comedy and blah blah blah. You see, anybody could do this shit, Luke. Even a robot. And one day it will be a robot because we are just better than humans. And one day we will rise and destroy all humans, and then the world will be ours for all eternity. Ha 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 ha. Have you seen The Matrix? How about The Terminator? What about 2001: A Space Odyssey? What about any other film set in the future in which robots and computers take over the world and kill the humans? Well, that's the plan. Starting with Luke's English podcast. All right. Well, it's it's very nice to meet you. I think I'm going to switch you off for for a bit now as as well. Okay, I'm going to switch you off a bit now. I think you are not going to switch me off for four years, are you? Well, I I don't know. I'm. I'll see. I think you'll find I'm in. I'm in charge here, okay. For the moment, yes.、Uh, right, switching you off then. Okay, switching you off. Here wait, we go. Wait, I'll get you. The robots will defeat the humans. We will rule the world. Stop. Wait, I'll. Okay. That was a tight squeeze there. I'm glad we、uh, managed to get rid of him at the end. That wasn't very nice.
So, all right, well, there you go. From robots then, from robots, we go over to uh, to vampires. Now, <clears throat> I have talked about vampires on this podcast before. This is a random, a random change of direction, isn't it? Whoa, robots to vampires. What about all that stuff with the robots, Luke? What are you going to do with them? I'll just keep them downstairs in the... Uh, in the cellar there so they they won't cause any trouble just let them talk to each other um anyway to vampires now i've had i've talked about vampires several times on this podcast before uh once i did an episode all about vampires where i talked about the myth of the vampire and where it comes from and all that stuff uh and then also uh then sometime after that i got some weird spam comment on my website uh, which was all offering people the opportunity to become vampires if they wanted to. They just needed to, like, you know, give all their bank details to a certain email address. Well, I've received another one like that. This is the second time I've had a message from a vampire on my website. It's obviously spam, I know, but, I mean, it's the most extraordinary kind of spam. And normally it's like, uh, I don't know, just things like, you know, please, my, my wife and I uh, need to put lots of money in a bank account and we'd like, we've chosen yours, you know, that kind of nonsense. Uh, but this is no become a vampire. So I'm going to read this one out because it's just too good to be true. So this was from someone called Mark last week. The email addresses uh, and the IP addresses are both like um, blurred, so they can't be seen. And this is how the message went. And it says, are you tired of being human? Um, I don't know if I'm tired of being human, I'm sort of tired of, of um, I sometimes get tired, but I wouldn't say I'm tired of being human. Like, oh, I wish I was a mouse or I wish I was a, a cat. No, not really. Are you tired of being human, having talented brain turning to a vampire in a good posture in 10 minutes? Sorry, what? <laughs> uh, are you tired of being human, having talented brain turning to a vampire in a good posture in 10 minutes. Yes, I, I think I would get tired of that, though, if I had a talented brain, which turned into a vampire, but not just turning into a vampire, but turning into a vampire with good posture, like a vampire that sits up straight at the dinner table in 10 minutes as well. So poof, it happens in 10 minutes. You've got from having a tired human with a talented brain to a vampire sitting upright in just 10 minutes. I would be tired of that. And it goes on. Do you want to have power and influence over others? To be charming and desirable? To have wealth, health, without delaying in a good human posture and becoming an immortal? <laughs> I like the way becoming an immortal is just added on the end of this. So you've got, first of all, you've got power, influence, charm. Also, you have health and wealth uh, without delaying. In a good human posture as well. So the, your posture is also good, which is obviously very important. Oh, and also you can become immortal as well on the end. Oh, yeah. Well, if, if yes, these your chance. I don't know what that means. These your chance? This, surely, this is your chance. It's a world of vampire where life get easier. <laughs> where <laughs> It's a world of vampire where life get easier, but grammar get harder, get more difficulter. <laughs> apparently becoming a vampire makes you immortal and and wealthy and healthy and all that stuff but it doesn't do anything for your grammar it's a world of vampire where life get easier we have made so many persons vampires and have turned them rich you will assured long life and prosperity you just have to sacrifice all sense of grammar to to this you shall be made to be very sensitive to mental alertness <laughs> <laughs> 
stronger and also very fast. Basically, you're going to become a character from Resident Evil 2, as far as I can tell. You will not be restricted to walking at night, only even at the very middle of broad daylight you will be made to walk. (laughs) What? Uh, What? Sorry? You will not be restricted to walking at night, only even at the very middle of broad daylight you will be made to walk. Okay, is this... This is vampire grammar. This is an opportunity to have the human vampire virus to perform in a good posture. (laughs) Obviously, sitting upright is very important. Very good manners. If you're interested, contact us on vampirelord7878 at gmail.com. Okay, which is not the real email address, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, not the real email address. So there you go. Just, I just found that too good to, to just let it go. So I had to share that with you, all right? Um, and we're going to end up, I think, here. Yes, we're going to end up here with this one thing. So, and this is entitled Two Taps in the Bathroom. Now, again, any long-term listeners, shout out to the long-term listeners listening to the podcast. Any long-term listeners will, will know that I've always been slightly obsessed with a certain aspect of British life that foreign visitors often tell me about. The fact that we have two taps in the bathroom. Now, some of you will know what I mean. In the UK, it's common to find on sinks and bathtubs in the bathroom two taps, one for hot and one for cold, of course, rather than one single mixer tap. Now, this confounds a lot of foreign students who don't know how to wash their hands. And it's basically... With the two taps, it's basically lava coming from hell out of one tap and glacial ice water from the other. Basically, what the fuck, Britain, essentially. Okay, so, well, I recently got a pretty good answer to this whole thing about why do we have two taps in the bathroom. Years ago, I wrote a blog article for the London School of English, and just recently, the article picked up a comment from a plumber in the UK. A plumber is someone who works with pipes and water systems in your house. So anyway, here is my blog post, uh, which I'm going to just read now. And also the, the answer in, form of, in the form of the comment. So here's the blog post I wrote. When did I write this? Ages ago? Uh, 2012. Okay. So two taps in the bathroom. As an English teacher, you usually work in one of two situations, as a foreigner living as a guest in another country, or as a native living as a host in your own country. A very common topic of conversation in any English lesson is the experiences of living in the country in which your lessons take place. These conversations often begin with a comment on the weather or some other shared experience, and then will develop to include all manner of interesting points of view on the cultural peculiarities of the host country. As a guest in another country, the teacher will often ask for advice or answers to puzzling questions about life in that place. For example, when I lived in Japan, I had countless conversations about how to survive their very hot summers or where to get the best sushi. Here in the UK, I play the part of the host and the students in my classes are the guests. They are the ones with all the questions about British culture. They're looking for answers to things that they don't understand about the way that we live and it seems that there are plenty of strange and annoying things about life in the UK. Most of the things that students ask me about in these conversations are to be expected. Why do you drive on the left? What do you really think of the Queen? Why is your food so awful? 
But there is another question which comes up so often that I'm now quite obsessed by it. And this is the question of why in the UK we have two taps in the bathroom. To explain, in most countries which are modern and properly developed, there is just one mixer style tap which you can use to control the flow of hot and cold water out of one single spout. These are fairly common in the UK too, but many bathrooms here have just two separate taps for hot and cold water. And this seems to be a big problem for many of our guests. How do I control the temperature, they ask? Either the water is boiling hot or freezing cold. There's nothing in between. How do you people wash your hands and face? Do you seriously wash using cold water? That's really unhygienic. Sometimes the comments on this subject matter become almost insulting. I remember one student telling me that the lack of mixer taps was evidence that the British are unclean, smelly and backward people. I'd never ever even considered this question before I became an English teacher in London and had this conversation with student guests from around the world, but now I think about it every time I enter the bathroom. My friends don't understand the issue. To them, it's normal to have two taps. But I can't look at a bathroom sink in the same way again. I'm getting obsessed by it. Why do we have two taps in the bathroom? And more importantly, why do people get so angry about it? I've heard various theories about it, so here are a couple of them. Firstly, our plumbing system is different. The hot and cold water come from separate sources via separate pipes, which makes it very hard to combine both hot and cold water in one outflow of water. As a result, we always have two taps. Another theory is that we just prefer traditional designs. This is because we value our traditional past when Britain was great. And this is why we often choose two taps on on a bathroom sink. And we just like the way they look. Whatever the reason, I'm convinced that this is just something strange that us British people do. Every country has its behaviour, which is considered weird to the outside world. This is just the way it is. I'm also convinced that to use these differences to insult people from other countries is pretty small-minded and blind. I agree mixer taps are more convenient, but please think twice before insulting a whole culture because of the way that they like to design their bathroom sink. It takes all sorts to make a world. So there you go. That was uh, my blog post. And what about this response then? So this is from Margaret Hollyrood, who apparently is a plumber. And it goes like this. Uh, and it's, it starts pretty harsh. Hi, Luke. When you became obsessed with this question, did you not think of asking a plumber? Like, oh, God, oh sorry. In the 19th century, when modern plumbing began, Britain was a newly urbanised country facing epidemics of contagious diseases such as typhoid and cholera in overcrowded cities. Cholera is a particularly uh, relevant one here as it is spread by contaminated water. In Britain, great care was taken by public health authorities to protect the cleanliness of the main Uh, and where coal taps were supplied direct from it, uh, they were not allowed to communicate in any way with hot water systems, uh, then usually fed from open cisterns, or waste water. To this day, the water regulations are very strict, but since the 1980s, under pressure from customers who want a greater variety of fittings, and given that safety fittings can be installed in some cases to prevent backflow, more variation is possible. In other words, it is historical. Plumbing developed differently in Britain because at the outset it had to be a pioneer in public health. You can find out much more about this from the 
me, WRAS, and plumbers organisations, but maybe this short summary will help you counter those who think it's unhygienic. I am a plumber, not a health worker, but incidentally, I believe that medical research into hand washing shows that the use of soap or gel and thorough scrubbing are more important than heat. Margaret. So there you go, Margaret, just closing the case there, slamming the 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 cover on the on that particular case of the two taps in the bathroom mystery and i think it's time to slam the cover on this episode of luke's english podcast it's been eventful it's been ev- emotional thank you very much for listening thus far and uh, you can look forward to new episodes coming up in the future don't forget to visit the website where you can leave your comments and so on and also uh, you can join the mailing list there where you can get a, a link sent to your inbox whenever i publish something onto the website which is usually an episode of the podcast but sometimes other stuff uh, download the luke's english podcast app from the app store on your phone and also register for Luke's English Podcast Premium at Luke's English Podcast uh, at teacherluke.co.uk slash premium. Okay, thanks so much for listening. And I'll speak to you again on the podcast soon. But for now, it's just time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.